All right, dear Jesus, we just thank you for this amazing opportunity that we have together today to be inspired by three stories from our community as they share their, uh, their journey of faith and following you. We just ask that through today's conversations, through um, just these stories that we're hearing in our time together of worship and just sharing in circles, that all these things together just help us to feel closer to you, closer to one another, that we would experience community, church, you in a new way this morning. In uh, Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Uh, so it's, it's a panel Sunday this morning, and it's a little bit different than what we normally do. We do a panel discussion every three months here at Bloom. We grab three people from the community, and we have them share some of their personal story. We're going to be dialoguing with them, asking them questions a little bit. So if you guys think of a question... Um, that you want to have asked them. There's some sticky notes in the back, and if you just write it down there and throw it to me while we're going, I'll slip it in to the questioning as well. And if you don't, we've got plenty of good questions for them. Uh, Paul talks in Corinthians about how each of us, our life is like a living epistle that's still being written out. And so if we don't take time to learn and hear and share our stories with one another, like we're missing out on a part of the gospel that's still being written, that, that interaction today, that living uh, testament that's still happening in each of our lives. And so I'm excited to do this. Uh, we'll do the panel discussion, then we'll have two songs of worship this morning. It's a little smaller set. This is me and Jared rocking it out this morning because of people out of town. And then we'll do a few announcements. And then at Bloom, we do prayer circles at the end of every gathering, which is new to, if you're new here, uh, it's circles of eight people. You can share something that you're, you need prayers for, something you're thankful for, or you can just be a fly on the wall and listen and watch. But it's, we think intentionally being a part of each other's lives and having community every Sunday is what this is all about, not just attending uh, and listening, but it's that, that entering in and being a community together. So with that, I'm going to ask up our uh, panelists this morning, Carrie and Matt and Rachel. You guys can pick any seat you want to. And we'll get rolling on this. I know you guys are so excited. I don't know what to think. The excitement is palpable. Yeah, it's palpable. Good. That's what, that's what we were hoping for. Um, does anyone want to uh, kick us off sharing who you are, like a little bit like where you live in the city, your family structure, work? Maybe a crazy and a fun fact, something someone doesn't know possibly about you yet that that you may want to share. Okay, I'll go first. All right. Uh, so I live in St. Paul. I'm married to Lindsay. We have a two-year-old son, Arthur, who's um, currently running up and down the, uh, the gym, <laughs> trying to push both walls down. Um, so I've lived in the U.S. and Minnesota for the last uh, six years, and um, yeah, enjoy it here. Fun fact, I'm British. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, actually, but one thing uh, I don't think most people know, I'm terrified of heights. I'm, I'm really bad with anything that's elevated, even going up a ladder. So okay. Yeah, don't ask me to go any high places. In which neighborhood the same Paul are you? I'm in uh, um, Payne Phelan, so okay. east side. Nice. Thanks, Matt. You want to just go next, Carrie? Let's go down. I'm Carrie. Um, I also live in St. Paul on the east side of Dayton's Bluff. I'm married to Luis. We've been married almost two years. We've been together, I think, almost ten. And we have Manny, who's over here, six months old today. I teach kindergarten in St. Paul, and something you might not know about me is I'm not a big share, so be kind. It's <laughs> 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 something you might not know about me that's a little more fun or silly, I guess, is I'm a really, really bad driver. <laughs> um, I totaled two last year. Two last year? <laughs> Um, and I married two Jetsies, 
your backyard all day if you want to hang out. Um, and fun fact, I don't know. Um, I'm a runner. I like running. I track and cross country in high school and college, and I've done full marathons. I really like that. All right, good deal. All right, now, uh, is, Matt, I'm just going to start with you. We're just going to keep, we can go anyway after this. But, uh, was there one of the questions that stood out to you that I emailed you guys that you want to kick off with that seemed like, yeah, let's start with this one, or you just want me to pick? Uh, you go ahead and All right. do your worst. Let's uh, do my worst. Um, I, I'm actually intrigued. Uh, I want to start a little different. I threw a different question in this time than anyone else has had. I'm intrigued about hearing your perspective on why you consider yourself a follower of Jesus, if you, if you do. There are some at Bloom who may not want to take that stand quite yet, but are still gathering moments. But yeah, what, what are your thoughts? Um, that's a very complex question. Um, <laughs> Which is why you know. <laughs> um, for me, I, I did become a Christian or what's make a, a conscious choice to become a Christian until my mid-twenties. Um, and if I'm being honest, there are times when uh, my faith is uh, goes up and down. Yeah. Um, it's, there are moment, times when I don't give it much thought, and there are other times I, I think about it a great deal. Um, for me personally, through my life, I've had certain events that have happened which have um, reinforced my faith and every time it seems to be that when my faith starts to not want to say disappear but becomes um, less uh, I don't think about it as much something occurs which brings it back to the forefront okay um, my personal view is I think you know, that faith is through Christ, um, but I'm, you know, I work in an engineering environment, I work, work with facts, so it's very difficult to just work completely off faith, so um, I have, still have an open mind on, on a number of things, but yeah, my, my experience is that there's certainly something there, I, I've chosen to give it the, the name of Christ. Okay. Yeah. Um, I grew up in a church, so pretty much for most of my life, I've been taught about Jesus and considered myself a follower of Jesus. But there are also times um, I felt either more or less active in my following. And I guess the reason that I choose to now more actively is I just feel a difference in my life. I feel like I'm more at ease when I'm following, and it gives me more time to enjoy life and to. Uh, <laughs> 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 right. uh, it gives me more time to enjoy life and make sure that um, I also have more time to help others and to listen to others, and more time in general to um, give. And something that I was thinking about um, when I read that question. This summer I was at a wedding and I was with a group of people from work and they, we got there and we did the whole wedding thing, we had the whole experience of the wedding and then it got to the dancing and nobody wanted to dance, they just sat there and I thought about it later and it felt like, to me that's probably what a life without Jesus is. You still get to experience life and you still get to do everything and it might look the same from the outside but you're missing out on like the really good stuff the richness, the experience the connectedness with other people um, really the living dancing metaphor that's good, I like that um, I guess yeah it, I'm struggling with why I follow Jesus a lot at different times in my life, and it doesn't it doesn't make sense actually. I don't know that I can give a good logical explanation, but 
this will always be because I think he's revealed himself to me a few times in ways that I just can't deny. Oh, that's really good. And I, I think that owning the denial is a huge part of what this is about. I think so many people feel alone in that place and don't realize that that's part of the journey and so many of us have gone through that. And it's many times weird experiences that you can't write off or you, you can't really validate in some way either, but you know what you felt and something happened. What about a little bit of your of religious upbringing? Uh, like what, what, what was your family like growing up? Uh, things like that to give us just a little background of young British Matt. <laughs> so, um, uh, I often give this, this example. In, in, in the States, you, you don't have a state religion, but everybody's religious. In the UK, we have a state religion, and nobody, nobody's religious. Uh, it, it's, it's, it's a strange paradox. So, I grew up, I, I had uh, grandparents who, who we would turn on Christians now that they their faith was certainly tested at a young age. Um, and my grand my grandmother was the one growing up who had the, the strongest faith, but her faith was we'd consider it normal now. We would we'd say she'd, she'd love a church like this, um, sort of non-denominational. But um, at the time, you know, thirty years ago, it was you, know, you, you went to you were either Catholic or, or, or Protestant. Um, none of those. Happy clappy churches, as my dad used to call them. My parents were non-religious. Non However, they had some weird ideas and that you know, we were all christened because um, that was the right thing to do, but it had no uh, basis in faith. Um, and I went to a, a church school, uh, Church of England uh, elementary school, and again, it was nothing to do with faith, it was just because it was the best school in, in, in the area. Um, and to, to go to the church, to, if you had to go to that school, your parents had to be a member of the church, so they would make appearances once in a while, Easter or whatever. Yeah. To be. So we could go. But as far as in the home, you know, there was never any prayer, never any discussion of, of, um, of, of faith. I did go to Sunday school, again, that was part of the going to school, um, and I enjoyed it, I've always enjoyed the Bible, I, I, even when I didn't have a faith, I, used to, I always enjoyed the stories, um, and then I left um, primary school at 10, and basically never went to church again, okay. uh, until uh, my mid-twenties, I met my ex-wife, um, she was a Christian. Um, she was a South African um, um, Dutch reform. Um, so South African Dutch reform. That's yeah, a, a that's type a, of yeah. The Dutch reform is the biggest church in <laughs> South Africa, as far as Afrikaans is, okay. and it's very um, um, Puritan. It's it's quite a very quite a strict. And I basically started going to church because I liked him. The best way to make a good impression was to go to church. So um, I went to church for the wrong reasons, but I found over a period of two years, I found my faith by going to church. Um, and I've had, had that faith ever since. And as I said earlier, it's gone up and down. Yeah. Uh, I remember the first time I told my dad I was, a, I told my parents I was a Christian, and my dad's face looked, he was so disappointed in me. Thought everybody brainwashed. Um, so it's yeah. My family life is uh, when it comes to faith is complex, and um, but we accept the one thing we do. Everybody just accept each other for their own, own beliefs. Okay. So that's good. That is good. Yeah. Never mind. You guys have put the mics a little bit closer. I'm having someone texting me from the back. That's having trouble hearing it. Thank you. I grew up Lutheran. Um, my mom is Lutheran on both sides. My grandparents are. And I grew up going to a church right over by Nikki and Lena's house, um, Bethlehem Lutheran in the Midway. Um, everybody over there is really nice. It's a great group of people. My mom still goes there and my sister does sometimes. Um, 
ever visit Carrie's house, you gotta see the pictures of her parents. They are like hippie musicians. They're the best pictures. I love them.
church that was like blocks from my uncle's house. So when I moved, that just really felt like it was a sign. It was like a community, someplace that I could go and be a part of. And it was really exciting. And then I went and um, I went there the whole time I lived at my uncle's, which I guess is two weeks. And then I kept going and kept driving. It was about an hour from my house in Silver Lake. And it just kept getting weirder and weirder. Like, um, there's some comments about, like, like someone wearing jeans to church. And there was, like, <laughs> comments about, um, oh, this lady said, oh, don't you think those sh shoes are a little high for church? One time. And it was, there's a, a few little things. And it was a struggle for me to, try to figure out why I was there, I guess. And then, um, since 2008, so right after the elections, um, Prop 8 passed, which is the proposition that made all gay, and that made gay marriage no longer legal in California. And when we were at the church, they made an announcement, and people cheered for it. And they were so excited that you know, God had prevailed, which was, I don't know, kind of an eye-opening thing for me. So after that, I quit going to church probably for a year and a half. Um, and I really didn't have any desire to go back to a church. I'd say I still had faith, but I didn't have desire to actually be a part of a congregation. And then um, Lou and I were at a music festival that was like right on our street called Sunset Junction. So we lived on Sunset. And there we were just walking around and we met the pastor of Hollywood Lutheran Church. And they were so cool. They were so nice and so welcoming and talking to everybody. And it was him and his husband out reading the neighborhood, and his husband's job was he raised celebrity chickens, oh. <laughs> so he raised chickens in his backyard, and then they'd go, and um, when there was a call for chickens on TV, they were like trained so they could act, um, and I ended up going to this church for the rest of the time we were in California, and even like a couple times I go back and visit because they were really great there. Um, and I worked a little bit at the food pantry there and did a few other things, did a few other outreach programs. They had um, an outreach to people in prison and then a lot for um, AIDS awareness and AIDS ministry. Something that's made you doubt, wrestle, um, question faith. Yeah. And you can pass if it's... I mean, I, I don't know if I have many answers to questions. I still have a lot of questions about faith, including like heaven and hell. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I think... What do you think the hardest one is that you're wrestling with right now? Even if it's on the shelf, but it's like, God, yeah. I just don't get this... I mean, I think I, in some ways one of the like experiences that I've had that has made me sure that I want to follow Jesus, no matter whether I have answers to these questions or not, has also caused me to kind of be like, meh, uh, which I don't know if that's the best philosophy either. And I don't know that I've kept seeking answers to questions, but I think, I mean, I guess I think the concept of hell is a hard one. Yeah. I do have I do 
trust that God Jesus is his love and like is big enough for those things and even though I can't because I've experienced the feeling the emotion or the feeling of love that it's big enough to to be bigger than those things but I can't comprehend it I guess if that makes sense that's, yeah that's good and I don't know how much anybody can prove some of that kind of stuff. Well, yeah. Pretty, pretty gray areas. Uh, we had a couple questions come in via text, too, which is a good way to do it if you are embarrassed. 763-221-4006 is on the cell phone. Um, but I like this question. Is this is, this is, you should have thought about it through the other questions I asked, possibly, but what, you're all parents now, or you're just on the, the brink, yeah, of being a mother of twins. Uh, what role uh, do you think uh, you're going to provide for faith shaping or shaping faith for your kids then growing up? Like how, how will you do it differently or what what do you, what do you think like stance will be on that? Um, I actually thought a lot about this before we had Arthur. Um, even before I, uh, I met Lindsay, you know, it's conversations I've had with uh, one of the people when I started out as a Christian. But for me, it's... Um, Arthur has to make his own decision. I, I can't... I don't know what's right or wrong for the most part. I, I know what feels right. Um, but the one thing I've learned over the last 15 years is, through various churches I've been to, is everybody's journey is different, everybody has a different take on faith. Um, and it makes me smile when people say, well, just follow the word. Well, the word depends on what translation you're reading. Um, you know, I think we can't even agree on, on what the word is. Um, so for me, it's living my life to the best that I can and, and actually giving support to Arthur to in how he wants to, to, to live his. You know, if, if at some point when he's old enough he decides he doesn't want to go to church, I'm okay with that. You know, he has to find his own, own path. Um, and um, he, he might find, hopefully he'll find his faith be, um, before I did, you know, I was in my mid-twenties, but it's, um, I don't know. I, I, can, I just need to be the best that I can be, give him um, support and encouragement in whatever he does, and through that, um, he should find his way. This is something that I think Lou and I are struggling with a little bit right now. I guess my plan is to bring Manny here and just kind of show him what it is to be a good person and be a follower. Um, my mother-in-law's plan is a little different. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> my in-laws are Hispanic Catholic, Colombian Catholic, and we've gone around and around about baptism. Um, so we are going to baptize a Catholic at their church in Martin, Florida. Um, and the way that we came to that, I guess for me, is just thinking about if I believed that Manny would go to hell if he died, which I don't, that'd be really scary for me. I'm just trying to think about how scary that is for my mother-in-law, feeling like his soul is out there unprotected when she loves him and wants what's best for him. So we are going back as a Catholic. Um, and then I think we're also going to baptize him at Bloom because my sister wants to be a godmother. I'm really thankful that my parents 
questions that they feel like it's an open enough environment that we can make choices as a family and talk yeah. about it and it's never like a scary, weird thing to ask about whatever they're wondering about. Thumbs up, nice. Well, I think there's such an inspiration that you hear going throughout it. We want to inspire our kids. They want, we want them to see that there's something about the way we're living, that there's some validation to it, that there's some something deeper and greater. And you definitely see that through your stories. What um, uh, We've talked about how we're raising our kids differently. We talked about struggle. Is there anything that stands out? There might not be. As something that really has strengthened your faith in some ways, an experience that happened, a, even if it's one that's hard to explain, or where you're like, man, I knew that the divine showed up that day, or uh... the, <clears throat> the clearest one um, I have, and I may have told this story before, um, uh, it's probably seven, eight years ago now, I was going through a very um, bad period of my life. I, 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 I'd lost my job. I was I was living in a bedsit up in, um, in Bradford, about 120 miles from where I grew up. Um, and all I uh, at that point I was volunteering at a church as a sound engineer, and I just threw myself into it. I was there five, six days a week, doing um, conferences and, and um, other stuff. I just wanted to forget about everything. Um, and I remember we, we did a we did a we had a youth conference, and um, I went to a, a bar about a mile away for, for lunch and had had some, something to eat for the afternoon sessions and stuff. And I was walking walking back up to the church and um, feeling pretty sorry for myself. And um, there's people going back to the pause because we've got this conference and there's about 2,000 people at this conference. Um, and there's this guy stood next to me um, as we're walking up and I, and I just found myself pouring everything out. Um, it's just a, a release. the stranger? Yeah. And um, I walked in, we walked, walked into the church, it was a big church, and into the campus, but the main church building on the left and the youth church on the right of that, I was um, due to um, work in the youth building that afternoon, so I turned and went in the youth building, and I suddenly went, I, I, I just want to, s I had to thank this guy, I want to go to the and I, so I, I came back outside, crossed over into the main building and saw somebody I knew in, in the reception and asked where this person was. I said, well, nobody came in. Um, I've never been able to explain it. I don't know if he just wasn't seen or, or I don't know what, what happened. Um, but um, after that, I sent uh, um, an email to the production, the whole production team, um, basically, kept pouring everything out of how I was. And actually, for a big church, I felt very alone in that church. It was, um, and I sent that email out. I don't know what prompted me to, and suddenly I had pastors, people, literally running into the room to to check on me and make sure I was okay. <laughs> um, and honestly, from that day, was things got better. Okay. That was the point where, you know, shortly afterwards, I, I met uh, Lindsay, and, and so I went from my lowest lowest point in my life to um, going up slope to where I am now. Uh, but yeah, that, I've, I've never been able to explain what happened. Um, There's part of me that doesn't want to know. Yeah. Um, and you know, yeah. In either scenario, it's. God showing up when you needed to vent and share things and yep. see something happening. I can't think of any one grand occurrence. It doesn't need to be grand. I just think 
that, hey, my life is really good. Not without struggles and not perfect. And it's not like we have a ton of excess. But it's really good. And that's, that's it. That's good, too. Um, I have two. I feel like they might both be hard to explain, but I'll do my best. Um, one is, um, I went to visit a friend in Argentina quite a few years ago, and we went for a hike one day to go like see these seven waterfalls. And we like couldn't find the trail. It's like this famous thing, but there's like no markings or signs. And we're like, okay. And this guy saw us like looking around and offered to take us, like, show us where they were, and we thought, like, oh, I was just trying to get money, we didn't really want to, like, spend money on hiking, um, but we're like, okay, but we don't have any money, he's like, no, no, I just want to, like, show you this area, this is, like, my original people's, like, land, and we're like, okay, so we just went off and went for this hike, and he proceeded to spend, like, I don't speak very much Spanish, but my friend does, and he didn't speak any English, really, so it's kind of this weird language barrier, but he spent the rest of the day showing us, like, he took us to the waterfalls and told us all this incredible stuff about, like, the plants that were growing there and, like, these, like, special rocks and that were, like, part of their, like, um, like, this healing part of their culture and, um, just was, like, this really interesting, cool experience and I felt like we both walked, me and my friend both walked away feeling, like, and he was also just, like, really wise. Like, he said a few things to me that were, like, very personal about my, like, personality. And not in a weird way, but in a way, like, in an insightful way. Just things he observed about me throughout this, like, six-hour hike or something. And we both walked away from the experience feeling like we connected with this man, like, on a very deep spiritual level. And I couldn't really explain it or, like... But I feel like my struggles with the concept of hell or um, just who's going where for eternity was like kind of reassured by that experience because I was like, I know that we like know the love of the same God on some level and I can't explain that. Yeah. I know it sounds very probably universalist, but um, I just like knew that he knew the love of God the same way that I did. Yeah.
sure that one like grain of salt is the same of that that's representative of that love that I felt. That maybe it would change someone else's life because it's so powerful. Yeah, that's so good. It's uh, it's definitely a life changing experience when we start to see the same love of God, Jesus, our faith represented in foreigners we've never met that are practicing a completely different religion, but you know and you can sense like this is God, this is the same God at worship. There's something so unifying and so it's like another perspective shift of seeing grace, Jesus in all of it in such a different uh, light. And the more we encounter that, the more it's, it's bigger and bigger than I don't know, there's so much of, like, even what you were saying, just that, that understanding the love of God as we get more and more of it, you see it everywhere, but also want to fold yourself into it so much. It's, it's a very beautiful experience. Uh, I have another audience question um, that I think is good. In what ways has Bloom enriched or challenged your faith? And if it hasn't, in what ways could it have? Like, did we, where did we stretch to? <laughs> For me, it was, um, I was struck by Bloom the first time we came. Um, you know, I, in the UK, you know, we, we have the Church of England, Protestant Church, very traditional, go to church wearing your Sunday best, and um, you certainly don't take the Bible to church. Why would you take the Bible to church? And when Lindsay and I got married, we were, like many of you, we, you know, we were searching for a church. And we came, um, came to Bloom and it was at Central. And we had, it was actually a panel discussion just like this. And I'm going to embarrass John now. John was on the panel and spoke about his... Um, Faith journey, you know, from um, going to Catholic church to um, uh, struggling um, with you know, some of his beliefs and marrying up with the Catholic church, and it struck both of us, both Lindsay and I, that um, people don't talk like that in church. You don't, you don't, you know, everything's meant to be good, and um, you don't talk about the, the, the struggles that you have. Your, your fears and um, your doubts. Why would you doubt in church? Um, and that was that was so refreshing for us that you know it, it's um, that there's this different um, way of approaching church. Um, and in the same respect with, with, with Bloom, you know we. Luke and I have spoken over a few beers previously. You know, I think we, for those of you who've been in Bloom for a long, for a while, Luke's gone through a lot of changes. Um, uh, some of those changes have been very positive. Some of those were uh, <laughs> a little challenging. Um, uh, but we got through them. And I think for me, the biggest challenge was we went through a period where we became church for everybody, and I don't mean that church shouldn't be for everybody, but it was, um, you still need some some grounding, and we, we seem to move away from, from Jesus, it just became faith, whatever your faith is, um, and it's nice to see that we pull, pulled that back, I think Jesus has to be at the centre of it, but there's different paths to get into that centre, you can approach it from different sides, yeah. and the nice thing about this church is, we're allowed to do that, you know. Um, you know, Keen and I have the same belief in, in 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 Christ, but the other stuff around it, we're very different. So, um, for me, that's one of the big positives about them. Good. Um, I when I first came to Bloom, I wasn't really looking for a church. Um, I was pretty happy. I can't. I'm, back from Los Angeles and I was going to church with my mom and I was happy enough and I was comfortable there and 
and the sign. Um, but three of my girlfriends used to come with me. Jessica, Ashley, and Katie. And Katie lived in Cottage Grove. Ashley lived in St. Paul. And Jess lived in Farmington. So when they asked me to come, it felt like a good, like an efficient way to get to see three of them. When I was <laughs> moving back and trying to reestablish friendships, and <coughs> kind of been lost the five years I've been gone. Um, so that's, I guess, why I started coming. But I remember a few weeks in, uh, Luke, you were up at the front in the central with a whiteboard and a marker, <laughs> and you gave just the worst drawings, but the most simplistic and beautiful explanation of grace that just really made sense. And it was like giving a name to something that had always kind of been present, that I had always kind of felt, but there was a name and a simple explanation that I hadn't really heard before. And then I think after that, um, I like the challenge of Bloom. I like that I come in a challenge to think, and it's not just given, but there's some thought that goes into it. Now, I think that's. Is there anything else that you didn't share that you want to throw out there? Um, uh, through the audience, through those two questions, I got email every week, kind of encompass some of the other ones together. But I think that's a good view of what you guys are going through, what what your journey was been like, the ups, the questions, the. Uh, and I guarantee you, someone is going to come up to you afterwards and say, "Man, I." I had the same journey and I haven't heard someone else. It's just it's comforting to know someone else had the same thoughts or process or something going on. And so you'll see that. And if you felt something today, if you connected in some way with something they said, like let them know. It really means the world to find out that your story being shared, because it's, it's not easy. Um, a couple, you know, I, I ask people to do this and people look like deer in headlights sometimes at first. It's like, oh my God, okay, maybe I'll give it a try, but um, this is going to be hard, uh, and so uh, just the courage to get up there and share their stories. If, if just thank them and realize how it does connect us as a community. We do this every three months. Uh, it just drives home. Each of our stories are so unique and so different, and but powerful and important to to bloom. This is a story being told with multiple mini stories inside of it that are crossing paths and getting tangled together and in good ways and funny ways and not so good ways sometimes because that's life and journey and but yeah it's it's been uh i i'm, I'm liking what we're going with this uh we're going to do a couple songs of worship jared and i uh you guys can uh just relax we can stop on this recording app and you can 